brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Oh, that was kind of a dingus. Cliff Jumper, commence countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. The Transformers, more than meets the eye. And welcome to the 30th episode of ToyCast, sponsored by BigBadToyStore.com, where as of right now, you can save from 20 to 90% on over 1,000 items. I am your host, TFG and Mike, and joining me for the first time ever is Brian Kilby from Radio Free Cybertron. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? <coughs> Great. It's uh, it's Monday. It's uh, the start of the work week, and the, the start's over, so it's pretty good in here. Yeah, yeah. Back to the grind. Uh, before we get into the discussion here, like to mention uh, one of the uh, uh, last-minute holiday things. BigBadToyStore.com is running holiday sale: fifty clearance items. We have just further reduced pricing on fifty items that would make great gifts for some on your list, or, or yeah, or also a nice addition to your own shelf. Check out the list below for great details on GI or great deals on GI <laughs> Joe exclusives, Transformers various action figures, and more. There is still plenty of time to order for holiday delivery with ground shipping. So take your time and browse through the site for some excellent gifts. Um, i got to say, I love BigBadToyStore.com. They're awesome. Yeah, I, I just got a package uh, today. wasn't expecting it. Someone had gifted me the uh, Secret Santa, no less, uh, device label Ravage. So that was, that was a very excellent surprise. So I love BigBadToyStore. Yeah, um, I've placed two orders with them so far. I got the, and everybody else knows this, but I got the, um, I got the Cobra Commander Mighty Mug, <laughs> <laughs> and I got the uh, the Wave Two uh, Transformers Mighty Mugs. It was the only way I could get Starscream and Grimlock in one, in one thing, or else yeah. I had to find Starscream somewhere else, like eBay or something like that. And uh, yeah, they are just, I mean, super fat. I, I, I mean, the last order, I think I placed it on the 1st of December. It got here the 4th. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've been using Big Bad Toy Store for, goodness, almost 10 years, and uh, I've never had one single problem. Yeah, they're, they're excellent. Yeah, they very, very much are. Um, 
And yeah, I've used uh, EntertainmentEarth.com as well uh, a couple of times. Uh, only reason why I used them was because um, I followed them on Twitter, and they posted something like, you know, last in stock item, and it was Wave Four of the Universe Classics 2.0, whatever you want to call it, uh, figures. It was uh, Hound, Cheetor, uh, Cyclonus, and uh, what was the other one in that damn lot? <laughs> oh crap! I can't think. People are screaming at the at, at their iPods right now. It's this. It's this. Crap! What is that other f- smoke screen? No, in Wave Four it was Cyclonus. Oh. Oh, Cyclonus, Hound, uh, Cheetor, and Starscream. Starscream, I traded to uh, a buddy of mine uh, with uh, the two Mighty Mugs that I had doubles of for Leader Class Megatron of uh, from Animated. But yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. The only two figures I was even interested in from the Universe Wave Four was the Hound and the Cyclonus, and really, I only wanted the Hound for Ravage. <laughs> yeah, Ravage. Uh, that that's probably well until the, until I got this today because this is actually a working USB drive. Uh, that was definitely my favorite version of Ravage. Yeah, the uh, the USB drive. Uh, as much as I don't, I mean, we've talked about this before on Toycast, but uh, as much as I think that. What is it? One? What is it? Two gigs? Yeah, two gigs isn't much, but I mean, you're not buying it for it to be a functional USB drive. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're buying it to be either a either a virtual kitty or a uh, <laughs> yes or, or a real live kitty. Um, of course, Universe Rabbits just tipped over. Bastard cat. <laughs> um, so. Um, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about you, sir? Because this is the first time you and I have collaborated. I- I've heard of Radio Free Cybertron, but um, yeah, I, I, just, you know, like when we're talking about off air, I just got into podcasting back in 2007. You've been doing radio shows, podcast shows, whatever you want to call them, since what 99 or earlier. Yeah, I- I've worked in actual real radio for tw- almost 12 years now, and uh, I've been a sort of like an internet trans fan for probably nearly as long and uh when i when i really i started out um like on the school's computer when i actually got my own home computer in 99 i wanted to do something sort of different to carve out a niche and i said well why don't i do a transformers internet radio show nobody's doing that and really thinking about it nobody's really doing internet radio shows either so uh Came up with the idea a couple months later, uh, November of or October of uh, '99. I uh, did my first broadcast, and I did it probably for five years. Stopped for four or five years, and uh, came back earlier this year, uh, June June 28th or so, and uh, been chugging along ever since. Very very cool. Yes, we uh, everybody knows. You know, we here at Geekcast Radio Network, we um, <laughs> we started in 2008, and we're already almost into 2010, and we have like over over nine shows running concurrently. I think there's like four shows that run consecutively each week. Um, and, yeah, uh, just overall, I mean, I really enjoy it. Hell, I wish I could get paid for it, but... Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so, I guess uh, we'll get right into the toy discussion. I am going to go first, and I am picking Universe uh, Hound with Ravage, as I said earlier. Um, I like this Ravage, but I wish he his head didn't look like Laserbeak. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, because really, if you look at his head, his his neck is like super long, and then he kind of almost has a beak, not not an actual jaguar mouth. 
uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I wish I could. Uh, I should have got those uh, old rockets because I haven't. I haven't tested that out yet. Supposedly, the G1 versions rockets can fit in this, but I've never tested it yet. Oh, me not. I haven't either. I I, I didn't know that it would. I just assumed that it wouldn't. Well, I remember hearing it from uh, uh, Pia's review of of Hound and Ravage. I I just haven't tested it yet. Um, but I think it was nice that they that they kind of molded them into his leg, like the top of his leg, right, right by the uh, right by where the tail is. They're kind of like molded on to look like them, even though they're not painted silver. It's just black. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. The tail looks like it could poke somebody's eye out. It's not sharp or anything on the point, but it, it just it just looks like if you stick it in your eye it's gonna it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt. <laughs> You'll poke your eye out. Yeah. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> um overall I like this. I probably like him better in tape mode. Um just because he can actually fit on the back of Hound. Um everybody knows that I have problems transforming toys. Don't ask me what. <laughs> That's why I buy two toys. I like I when I first got a- animated blur, uh I broke his legs off. <laughs> oh, I didn't do it intentionally. <laughs> they just kind of popped off cuz I couldn't figure out the transformation. <laughs> I've never actually broken a toy since G1. <laughs> I'm happy to say that. Even like uh Final Attack or Alternators, I, I never managed to break one, though I really wanted to intentionally. <laughs> and uh, with Hound, I got him transformed to the point where his his chest part of the of the Jeep is supposed to the whole chest chassis is supposed to fold down. Couldn't get it to do that. Uh, somehow I ended up getting his head out. I don't know how that happened. So I said, screw it. Instead of just leaving him in a in a hulking of mistransformation heap. I transformed him back into uh, uh, Jeep mode, and his head is exposed, so you can see where he's going now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's a lot of nice... I mean, not a lot of toys have, like, molded steering wheel and, and, and dashboard gauges inside them. Not not at this scale. Uh, maybe, maybe like, uh, Voyager class or something, but for Deluxe, definitely not. Yeah, I mean this is this is very very cool. Um, also, the 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 seats are very ingenious when they when you transform him into robot mode because they become the knees. I thought that was really cool. It was a nice way to um, to make a transformation different. Because I mean, it, I mean, if you think about it, most transformations, at least the ones that I that I've seen outside of animated, but most like other transformations are kind of like. Uh, the best example I can give you is G1 Hot Rod, where you pull out the legs, yeah. you separate them, you fold the arms out, you fold the chest over, and there's his head with the screw in the back of it. Uh, I mean, you know, but I, you know, I think this is a very, very ingenious thing. I, I am glad that I do have this, um, even though his head is exposed. <laughs> but um, you know, it's just a really, really cool figure. Uh, He's actually my favorite toy from um, the, the, at least the the universe uh, iteration of the classics toy. I was really enamored with it. I mean, I see his flaws, but um, I don't know. I guess it's possibly the fact that his he's proportioned almost like a dream wave drawing mm-hmm. uh, with sort of like a large, massive, like lower part of his body and his upper part of his body is kind of you know disproportionately small. Uh, but I just really enjoy that toy, even more than Cyclonus. 
and P- I get a lot of grief for that, but I really, really like that toy. Yeah, that that's blasphemy. Cyclonus is the best universe figure. I think I- now, he's he's not the best because I have the best here actually in my right hand. He's not my favorite, but he's the best. What which one? Onslaught. Oh, oh, okay. Well, all right. Compare Cyclonus to other Cyclonuses, even the G1 version. That Cyclonus, the universe one, is the best one. I mean, you, yeah, it is. You all you want about about the hand K as far as the coloring. Honestly, I watch the G1 cartoon a lot especially season three when you see Cyclonus a lot. And I think the U.S. version is more cartoon accurate as a, when it comes to color than the Henke Lavender is. But, you know, people are going to say the Henke one is more cartoon accurate. I don't. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. I would end up giving that to a girl for Christmas, the Henke version, because it's lavender purple. <laughs> yeah, and, and like if you read like on coloring for, for TV and everything, I mean, the, the way that it looks on screen uh it doesn't necessarily translate to the way it would look you know in hand mm-hmm. um just the way that the screen is lit what when the character was colored what what sort of lighting there was yeah. um it really just doesn't necessarily it's not analog to like actually owning a toy or owning a physical representation of that item so yeah i would say that he's probably more he was more accurate than uh than uh the the Hinke version i i'm not a big fan of the Hinke version either I can kind of get to like it. The only reason why, honestly, the only reason why I would want the Henke version is because of the chrome nightstick. While I like the dark purple Cyclonus himself, I don't like the U.S. version nightstick. I I, I don't know. It just he's all purple. As much as I am a, I mean, my two favorite colors are black and purple, but that purple just doesn't work for me on on nightstick. Um, you know, honestly, silver, purple. I, I didn't buy the toy from. I, it's great that Nightstick's there. It's great that they use the Target Master gimmick, but the real centerpiece of that of that set is uh, Cyclonus. Um, he's a very, very good toy. Yes. Uh, but he's Nightstick is great. To me, Nightstick is completely ancillary to to the toy. Where uh, Ravage, uh, as far as Hound goes, is really uh, is a is a real primary reason to own it because Ravage is a it's a very good representation of the character, if you can call him a character. Oh. Uh, but um, it's just great that the, the they went with Ravage for Hound if they had to have sort of like a familiar or a pack-in toy because of of course the early G, uh, G1 was it more than meets the eye part two or three where Ravage and Hound went at it or am I thinking roll for it? No, no, it was part two. It was more than meets the eye, part two. Actually, it's very funny. I I went back and I watched some G1 stuff, and Ravage in in G1, at least the first two seasons, I really, I think he's my favorite cassette in the cartoon um, out of those first two seasons. And I actually uh, grabbed the audio from uh, when he was captured by the Autobots and Hound was was teasing him with the key. So I'll probably put that either at the beginning of this or the end of this episode. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Cyclonus is is really cool as well. Um, he's got a really nice jet mode. Um, Hound, I'm actually looking at the wiki here. Uh, they, I guess because of copyright laws, they couldn't make the front look like Jeep anymore. Because I'm looking at the G1 toy, and it it looks like a a Jeep vehicle. And if you look down at the at the Universe toy, it 
it, I mean, it looks like it. Obviously, it's a Jeep, but it doesn't like look like the the Jeep brand name because um, of the front grill is is different and everything else. Uh, overall, great figure. I'm I'm glad I have him, even though I can't transform him into robot mode <laughs> to save my life. Um, so, what will you be talking about, sir? Uh, Universe Ultra Onslaught. Uh, he is, of course, part of the uh, Classics 2.0. Uh, line. He is um, more importantly, he, he's one of the greatest Transformers ever, <laughs> and he's eleven dollars at your local Walmart. Walmart is clearancing him out for eleven bucks. Buy four of them. Um, he is. I mean, there's no doubt that he's the best representation of Onslaught ever. I mean, the original Onslaught toy is itself is an okay action figure, so to speak. But as a Transformer, it's kind of pathetic. Uh, his alt mode, the uh, carrier, is uh, pretty weak. I mean, it, it's long and it's kind of boring looking. Where this toy, I mean, is exceptional in basically every way. The, the, it's, it's an excellent homage to the original design while surpassing it in every conceivable way. Uh, the designers have gone they where, you know, there might have been a hint of something... In the original toy, like the shoulders, they completely and uh, totally just completely went in a completely different direction. Um, the colors are are reminiscent without being so closely bound to the toy to uh, detract from it. The uh, detailing on it is great. The uh, tempoed um, SWAT uh, text is great. More importantly, on the back, um, on the back of the shoulder... It says Monzo12782, and as most people know, that's the screen name and um, birth date of uh, Monzo, who is a Transformers fan and a one of the citizens or denizens at the TF Wiki. So Monzo, is um, he's helped out Hasbro over the years with reacquiring a lot of the um, trademarks that they've lost. So uh, that was sort of a little favor to him. It's like, hey, what's your, what's your birth date? And this is your screen name, right? Okay, thank you. And, you know, several months later, he actually saw the toy with his name on it in Toy Fair. That had to be like an insane experience. But um, <laughs> the transformation is not difficult. The Kind of like uh, an accidental homage to the original toy, the... Um, the vehicle mode is really secondary to the robot mode. It's it's okay. It's not bad, and it, it totally looks like a SWAT vehicle. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it's that's sort of boring. But the the robot mode is is truly excellent. And also, it's electronic, and the electronics don't detract from the actual toy. That's always been a problem. Yeah. With, for me, anyway, with electronic transformers, yeah. uh, I love. I absolutely, positively love Armada um, Jetfire. But uh, I can't tell you how many times I've moved the tub that he's in, and I've heard the countdown of his gun <laughs> get in the way. Uh, this right here, uh, I mean, the sound effects are good. It You don't accidentally trigger them. And, um, it's I mean, overall, it's a great toy. I, I have very few complaints about it. And the fact that the robot mode is sublime, and it really, it's one of the nicer robot modes of any Transformer that we've had. It's not too complicated. It's not too simple. It's really, in my mind, what a G1 toy would have been. Fast forward 20 years, you know, improvements in technology and such. I mean, he's awesome. Buy, buy 10 of them. They're $11, for goodness <laughs> sake. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture of him on the uh, on the TF Wiki, and 
it occurred to me if you took the wheels off, you took the tank turret off, and you made him a little bit more circular, it would be Cosmos. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he does kind of look... You could remold him into Cosmos. And I would love that, because I love Cosmos. <laughs> I let's see spray a little bit more, but I love Cosmos. Yeah. Uh, see spray always talk like a little bit. See spray? <laughs> wow, you can actually do it. Holy crap. Uh, have you... I'm assuming you've tried out for the uh, voice acting client. Yeah, I've never, I've never bothered doing that. I don't think they've ever done the Sea uh, Spray character for any of the Botcon uh, stories. If they did, I would totally be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have anything else you would like to talk about? Uh, maybe the uh, new cartoon or anything like that. Uh, Moonbase Two. They uh, they talked with uh, David Wise a few weeks ago. He talked about how he was um, participating with uh, Hasbro in some unknown project, but uh, he could tell more later than they talked to Michael Bell last week, and Michael Bell uh, tipped his hat that he's, um, you know, he was auditioning for the role of Ratchet, I guess, in Prowl. And uh, so it looks like the uh, G1 series, or not the G1 series, the new cartoon, which we knew was imminent, is even farther along in production than we knew. So, um, I mean, the fact that David Wise is working on it and the fact that Michael Bell is um, auditioning for it, not that that really means that it's going to be a G1 homage. It kind of lets you think, hey, maybe this is closer to being a G1 homage than we realize. From the pictures, from the game... Now, I don't know if the game is going to tie into the cartoon. From the pictures from the game, uh, yeah, that looks awesome. Hey, look... uh, I'm not too big into modern gaming. Um, for me, I'm very much a thir- uh, 8-bit and 16-bit gamer. I don't really care so much for the 3D games. But, yeah, it, it, the new game looks kind of like, uh, sort of almost like a War Within wannabe um, in the designs. I, or maybe, I, I've only saw one screenshot, but maybe kind of like a cross of what War Within plus maybe Cybertron <laughs> almost would look like, so... Yeah, it, you know it's actually funny when that note when that news broke last week. Um, we had just finished our David K interview, but we weren't going to be putting it up until this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. So in the interview, if people have have listened to it, you can head over to geekcastradio.com to listen to it. Yes, that was a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> at the end, I I I think the final question to him was, "What is it?" How does it feel that he's the only Transformer, or he's the only voice actor in Transformers history to switch sides? And I mentioned something about him outside of Sue Blue. He is probably the longest person that's involved in it outside of her. And he goes, oh, yes, and she still will be. Uh, my jaw just dropped to the floor. <laughs> uh, I didn't think he was going to drop a bomb like that. And David had told us that he um, that he has read everything when it comes to the new cartoon, you know, whatever that they've made available. He didn't say whether he was going to be in it or even auditioning for it, but... Yeah, if he's read it, he's auditioned for it. Yeah, that's that's true. That's awesome. I, I love David Kay. Uh, he's incredibly uh, talented. Uh, didn't ask... When we interviewed Gary Chalk, we didn't ask him about the new series. Um, it really wasn't in our... In, we really didn't think in terms of the new series. We're more interested in his career up to this point. Right. But um, yeah, I would love to see Gary Chalk or, and or David Kay back to reprise their role. 
uh, in sort of the recurring um, battle of good versus evil. Uh, I, I love Gary Chalk as uh, Optimus Primal and as Optimus Prime. David K makes a great Megatron. His Optimus was very good, but um, his Optimus was very human, which is what I loved about it. Yeah, and it's funny. I mean, if you if you download our interview with him, you get special art that, that... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, Steve Megatron had drawn up. He didn't draw it up. He took a picture. Um, I told him to find a picture of uh, human Optimus Prime from the Human Error episode of TFA, which it it's basically a dead ringer for David Gay. And that's that's our exclusive art for that for that uh, that episode or that 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 interview. And um, you know, you know what? I, I honestly, I would love to see, and I know this probably will never happen. I would love to hear and see Peter Cullen as as G One Optimus and Gary Chalk as Shattered Glass Optimus. Hmm. The two of them working together—that would be awesome. Yeah, that that would be. Uh, I like I said, I doubt anything like that would ever happen. But uh, who knows? Uh, Transformers keeps growing. Uh, Hasbro's budget keeps getting bigger and bigger. Maybe down the road they could afford to do something like that. Yeah, I, I was doing some more research for another show, uh, Tooncast, and I've gotten way past a certain... Uh, I think I'm up to in, the, in the episode 40s for that, but I was doing uh, research for episode 35, which is our episode on GoBots, or Challenge of the GoBots, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I looked up the GoBots movie, and it says in there... This movie will never be on DVD because Hasbro bought out Tonka's licenses for it, and because uh, Hasbro owns Transformers, it's not in their interest to I- ever release GoBots on DVD. <laughs> that that seemed like that that was colored with some sort of fan you know opinion. That doesn't sound incredibly factual. I mean, ha- Hasbro has used the GoBots name in you know in the past. Uh, they've used the the names like Leader One showed up in Armada. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, you know, the GoBots cartoon really does suck hard. Uh, you know, other than maybe possibly losing money and releasing the DVD, they don't really have a reason not to. Other than it's probably not going to be financially viable to do. Yeah, that's true. Or you know, they could always you know include it in some some freebie thing like you know like a Battle Begins two pack or something. Or absolutely, that would be fantastic. In fact, if Hasbro's listening, you, you should do that. <laughs> Uh yes. Um, what else? I, you know, it's funny since the movie died down. And I mean, yeah, I know we've got you know the movie news has pretty much died down since it's already on a DVD and and since uh, I mean the cartoon is coming, but we don't like have any specific details. Transformers news is kind of dead. Yeah. Outside of toy releases. Yeah, uh, that that's the cool thing about you know running a Transformers podcast or Transformers website. There is so much Transformers history to look back on and to work with. If if you can't produce a Transformers podcast or a Transformers website or a Transformers blog or Transformers message board without you know news, I mean you might want to try harder because 
when when years ago when I first became a fan, everyone had G one and the comic to look back on, you know, and, and to remember fondly. And but now Transformers is such a huge property. While there's not that much news, you know, years ago news would be, oh, you know, Big Lots got in a order, you know, a bunch of these old G two watches. <laughs> go go to your go to your Big Lots to look for the look for the watch. So uh, yeah, there's not a lot of news, but it's still a really good time to be a Transformers fan. A really really good time. Yeah, I I think you know the the problem with uh, first of all, I'm not a movie toy line fan. Me neither. <laughs> Don't like. First of all, it it's okay in a film because you want realism to show absolutely every working part of Optimus Prime. That's that's fine for the film. But I don't want to see the arm guts on the toy. Uh, there's only one movie toy that I bought, and that was Ravage. Just because Ravage is so cool, and he 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 has no movie. I mean, outside of his tail and his mouth and his claws. I mean, he doesn't because I you don't buy Revenge of the Fallen Ravage for the alt mode. Let's face no. it, you don't. <laughs> I mean, they don't even package it. In the alt mode. Yeah, yeah, they package it in the uh, in, in the uh, cat mode. Um, I think the problem with you know, and you can expound on this if you want to. I think the problem with movie two was overexposure. There are lots of problems with the movie two. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not talking about the actual film. I'm talking about the way stuff came out. I'm talking about how much news came out at one time. It was just oversaturated so much. I mean, by the by the time two weeks before the release in the in in the theaters, they were talking about movie three, and I kept saying, "Damn it, I don't want to hear about movie three. I haven't even seen movie two yet." Yeah, uh, I mean, the movie is huge. Uh, it's it's going to end up being the biggest movie of two thousand nine. Uh, nothing's going to top it. New Moon's not going to top it. Uh, did uh, it already. No, it's not. It was 140 million the last I checked. Oh, let me. Sorry to make an aside here, but no, that's fine. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, it's. I'm pretty sure that Revenge of the Fallen made more money because it made over 400 million. Yeah, last I checked, New Moon was at 140. Yeah, but didn't like New Moon break its attendance record? Or, I know for the fir- maybe for the first weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it was at like seven hundred, eight hundred million dollars. I thought for nothing. You know, the Titanic is the biggest movie, and it's over six hundred million. Uh, Dark Knight was over five hundred. So, uh, Revenge of the Fallen was in the top five. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I may be wrong, but I mean, it's it was an incredibly huge movie. I mean, the point still stands. I mean, uh, it there were there was so much to it. There was so much hype, so much buzz. Uh, people. Want, people went to go see this movie in droves. I mean, people who weren't Transformers fans, people who didn't see the first movie saw this movie. And they're clamoring for a third movie. So, of course, they're going to talk about a third movie. Uh, I honestly don't really care. I'm always more interested in what's going to happen between the movies, which is, you know, what happened between this movie and the movie preceding it. We had Transformers animated in Classics 2.0. I mean, we've had the best, probably the best Transformers series ever and one of the best Transformers sublines ever. So uh, the movies can be as big and as crappy as they want to be because the, there's so much hype, so much exposure, so much attention to Transformers. We're getting really good stuff in the meantime, and it's I, I'm really happy about that. What What do you see as the next... Like, if you were going to 
what what would you look for in a toy line like say the next five toy lines over the next five years what would you want like what what do you think Hasbro will do for the next toy lines outside of movie line uh that's a really good question um Hasbro has really sort of been um I, I hate to use the word um scram- I hate this not scrambling I, I, I want to say that they've been sort of testing the waters and um, with I mean Armada was a completely completely different design aesthetic from Beast Wars and Beast Machines. Beast Machines was a different design aesthetic from from Beast Wars, uh, but basically everything since Armada came out has been a little bit more toward the boxy um, and less toward the uh, ball joint. Uh, well, they've all been ball joint, but less toward the the molded plastic that we had with um, with Beast Wars and animated's been even completely different, you know, from that. Uh, animated didn't really revolve around gimmicks like uh, the last three lines did, where the last three lines revolved around like power linking or you know the keys or mini cons. Uh, animated um, really focused on a, a radical design shift in the Transformers toy line. I would I would see Hasbro if we're talking five years out we're probably looking at two to three Transformers lines major lines in that point we're probably going to look at uh, something in like a design shift or maybe another maybe the next line if, if I mean if they are moving in a sort of a G1 direction with the next cartoon the next line could probably be something like a cross between what we got with Universe Classics 2.0 and uh, Animated, kind of like an homage slash design shift. I, I don't really see them moving toward gimmicks again. While it was great for the Unicron trilogy, the uh, gimmicks sort of didn't... Uh, they, they didn't really translate to sales. They sold very well. Uh, don't get me wrong, Transformers has always been like a, a great seller, but it really didn't have the hype. The kids really weren't you know, going out saying, oh, I want this because it power links. You know, it's not like, oh, it's a Zuzu pad, I really want it. Or it's a new Transformers movie toy, I really want it. So, I, I say they're probably going to move in the direction of sort of like uh, trying out new designs, new ways to design the toys, while also trying to more uh, rigidly adhere to sort of like an homage feel like they've done in the last couple of li- uh, last line in the movie, um, in the Universe 2.0 line, rather, sorry. You know, the, uh, the Universe line... I don't see why that has to go away. It's never going to go away. No, I know, but I'm saying, that w- weren't there rumors like I don't know six months ago or something that Universe was, ba- you know, Universe was basically gone and they were going to do something completely new and different? I don't see why Universe would have to go away if it did, because you can release anything. Anything that banner. It's the longest running Transformers line. Period. Uh, it's been out since like oh two. So it's been going on six years uninterrupted. Um, and Hasbro has said that Universe will return in 2010 and we'll have more uh, G1 homages, sort of like a Classics 3.0 at that point. So yeah, Universe isn't going anywhere. Uh, they may pause it you know, while they're ramping up the movie and you know, ramping down um, animated. Um, and while they uh, push the new series, I, I, there will be universe and I don't see universe ending anytime soon because like you said they can do absolutely anything with that line they can release molds of toys that didn't get released for whatever reason they can go back to favorite molds they can experiment it's a sandbox for them 
Yeah, I think the um, I've seen a lot of the Beast Wars toys, uh, you know, and obviously, you know, we're starting Beast Unleashed, and I think the the only two that I would well, I, I revise it, the only three I really want, uh, Transmetal Two, Purple T Rex Megatron. Uh, trans- trans- that's Transmetal One. Transmetal Two is the dragon, oh, the red dragon. Trans okay, Transmetal One. Transmetal One, uh, the Megatron, uh, the Blue Ape Optimus. And both, both very solid toys. And um, Optimal Optimus, which actually I'm uh, somebody is actually giving me one of those. He's not the best toy in the world. He, if you don't like transforming toys, you won't like him. Uh, he's okay. He's he's too bulky for his own good. Uh, there are a lot of great toys in Beast Wars, though. You might want to look at. Um, since we're talking about universe, you might want to look at getting uh, Razor Claw, which is the repaint of Tigatron. The colors aren't exactly as good, but the mold itself fixes a few of the quirks that um, uh, that um, not Tigatron, that um, not Silver. Cheetor? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Air Razor and Tigatron's. Um, oh, Tigerhawk. Tigerhawk. Why couldn't I think Tigerhawk? <laughs> but the Transmetal 2 Tigerhawk, a great toy. Uh, he's uh, same class as. Uh, Transmetal 2 Megatron, uh, but his colors are a little boring, but they're better than the brown of Razor Claw, Universe Razor Claw. But he's a very solid toy. Um, basically, all of the Transmetals are great toys, with the exception of maybe Rhinox. Rat Trap is a great toy. Possibly the best toy from all of uh, Beast Wars is pro- probably Transmetal 1 Cheetor. He's, he's one of those toys that not only is a good Transformer, he's a solid action figure. He's poseable. He looks good. He's well proportioned. He's a great toy. Uh, Beast Wars has a lot of great toys. I've seen. Uh, I've seen the pictures of him, and I. Wa- that, yeah, that's the other one that I want. <laughs> uh, Skip. Uh, Skip Metal's Ravage, though. He's a remold of um, Cheetor, and not not the best toy in the world. I, I I had two of them, and I got rid of both. Is there a Beast Wars toy? Uh, may it, I mean, I don't know. I, have, I haven't paid that much attention to the Beast Wars line, but is there a Beast Wars toy that is dedicated to Ravage that was in the cartoon? Uh, Metal's Ravage oh. uh, would be the one. Uh, he's the only one. Or you could... Uh, there's also Transmetal 2, Predacon Agent, which... Uh, oh, goodness. I'm going to start rambling on about Ravage Three Bodies Evolution. I'm going to save you that. He is also supposed to be... Um, Shadow Panther, and I guess sort of Ravage as well. He's he's the third form of Ravage. So yeah, Transmetal Two, um, Shadow Transmetal Two Predacon Agent, and he is a repaint of Transmetal Two Cheetor, if I remember correctly. He's sort of a blackish repaint. He was a Walmart exclusive. So yeah, you could look at it that way. I had Transmetal Two Cheetor. I did not like him. He's not a good toy. They screwed that up so bad. Yeah, he, neither. I mean, the first couple of iterations of Beast Machines Cheetor kind of sucked the big one too. Uh, Night Slash Cheetor is the only thing that really uh, is the only good Cheetor toy after uh, Tra- after uh, Transmetal One. Yeah, the Transmetal Two toy. I thought there was going to be a hell of a lot more black on him. Yeah, because because I was going off of cartoon design from from the uh, the Feral or Feral Scream episodes. And wow, they really screwed that up. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they could have done better there than they did. Uh, but I mean, that's the cool thing about you know Transformers. Uh, 
the design team is constantly learning, constantly evolving. And because of mistakes like, you know, Transmetal 2 Cheetor, we have wins like most of Animated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that they didn't include Ravage at some point in Animated, either the show or the toy line. Yeah, they could have squeezed it in, at least in the cartoon, as like... um, Kind of like an Easter egg. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't. They may have, and I completely missed it. I should probably grab my copy of Allspark Almanac and uh, read it a little further. Yeah, I've got one. I've looked through it. I, I it's been a while since I've looked through it. Yeah, it's it's great. Jim Sorensen is a great guy. Um, uh, he's a longtime Transformers fan. Uh, he's one of the people that I've. I've had the chance to meet. I just we've never actually crossed paths, but we've both. I've known who he is forever. Uh, I'm hoping this botcon. I'm going to make a point to to stop him in the hall and say hello to him. Um, we talk occasionally, like on Facebook and such. But uh, he's someone that I've not met that I really want to. Yeah, I actually. Uh, it's funny. I I wanted the um, the uh, uh, the almanac and. I figured I would do something nice for whatever little f- listeners that we do have for this show. So I bought three copies. I bought one for myself and two to give away. Mm-hmm. And I was promoting it everywhere that I could think of to promote it. And I saw it on AllSpark. Yeah, and he, um, he, he caught on to it. He emailed me about it, and I said, you know, if you have any news on a Volume 2 where we get a lot of Season 3 stuff, I would really enjoy that, and I'd love to interview you about it. He said, oh, well, I just did a couple of interviews. Uh, I did an interview with Moonbase, and there really isn't anything new yet, but I'll let you know uh, whenever we do get the uh, you know, the go-ahead to do a Volume 2. And see, I, when that originally came out, I thought that it was going to be... Um, I thought that was going to be a complete... Um, Bible for the show, not just season one, season two. Oh yeah, no, I I, I thought the same thing, but uh, season three is so rich with material. If it had been like seasons one, two, and three, it would have been three times as thick. Yeah, um, but that's okay for me though, because it's all in one place. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah, I you know. I, but I am glad that I do have it. Um, I think it's a great resource for the show, and I like how they show in the beginning of the uh, of the book the um, the former title looks, the title logos. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, uh, w- one of my favorite parts is the flip book in the bottom corner. I just I love flipping through that. Yeah. Yep. Um, do we have anything else we'd like to talk about? I am. I don't have anything. I appreciate you having me on oh, and asking me to come on. It's uh, been fun. Oh yeah. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to plug before I go into the official closing? Uh, you can check us out tfradio.net. We have an archive, mostly going back ten years. Uh, we're on every week. We have two shows: Radio Free Cybertron uh, and New Soundwave, which is sort of a general sci-fi geek gaming podcast. It's thirty minutes every week. We record it right after Radio Free Cybertron, so we're all pissed off and surly. So it's sort of got a different feel, but uh, we also do that once a week. Basically the drunk version of RFC. Yeah, except for, like, two of us absolutely don't drink, and the other three are, like, alcoholics, and they don't drink for that reason. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. Wow. Yeah, okay. Uh, what was that website again? TFradio.net or TFpodcast.com. Oh, cool. 
Uh, thank you for joining us here on ToyCast. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. First is you can visit www.geekcastradio.com. Find all the other GCRN podcasts there, all nine current ones that are running like every week. Uh, second is you can stop by predaconempire.com slash nexus. Those are our forums. The third is you can leave the show feedback on iTunes. Yes, please do this. We crave feedback. The fourth is you can visit the earth-2.net forums where we have uh, threads for the shows in their self-promotion section. And the fifth is the email address, which is tftoycast at gmail.com. We now have a voicemail line. Call us and leave us your thoughts on each episode. Be sure to say which show you're leaving the message for and your name. The number is 502-526-5821. You can follow us on Twitter. The show name there is tftoycast. Mine is tfg1mike. And what is your Twitter, sir? Uh, B. Kilby. Or if you want to follow the podcast, it's TF Radio. Cool. We hope you enjoyed this episode of ToyCast and wish you'll join us next time. Be sure to visit www.bigbadtoystore.com for all your Transformers toy needs and more. For now, I am TFD1 Mike with Brian Kilby saying any more words of Optimus Primal. That's just Prime. Ah, uh-uh, Ravage, this key's not for you. There once was a boy, an albino, I'm told, who possessed the power of pen-pusher gold. He had many stories, all short and exciting, but nobody knew, and so he began writing. He sat there all summer and skillfully sought to perfectly ponder and polish each plot. The settings were set, all the characters cast, his fingers were flying and flailing so fast, and soon the young man with the snowy complexion quickly concocted the caffeine collection. He smiled, satisfied with his clever creation. Oh, the things that did pour from his imagination. Stories of pirates and future police, of devils and bullies, and a twist press release. Fantasy, mystery, both are included. Comedy, action, no genre excluded. You say to yourself, it's too good to be true, but author Steve Saylor would not lie to you. An audiobook so you don't have to read. And hey, $15 is all that you need. From the author of the podcast novel, Black Shadow, Steve Saylor presents The Caffeine Collection. A dynamic audiobook collection of short stories presented by ringtonefeeder.com and stevesailor.net. Steve presents a genre mashup of multiple stories for your ears. I have to be on caffeine to write all this. Steve Saylor presents the Caffeine Collection on sale October 28, 2009. So mark this day down so you will not forget. For more information, stevesailor.net. Soon it will be a new year, a new decade, and that means a new Transformers Review Podcast from the minds that brought you the TFG1 Podcast and all things Transformers. Coming January 11th, 2010 is the Beast Unleashed Podcast. This will feature Steve Megatron, Pecan Court Michael, and TFG1 Mike. 30 pulse-pounding, discussion-filled episodes covering both Beast Wars and Beast Machines. This is the first ever... Beast Wars Review Podcast. So unleash the beast in you. You can find us on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. The TFG1 Podcast has 24 action-packed discussion episodes on the original Transformers cartoon. So if you're a fan of the 80s cartoon, we have all you need and more, as well as an interview with Stan Bush. You can find us on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. ToyCast is all new as we have transformed and transcended from just being Transformers ToyCast into ToyCast. We'll talk about any toy line from any generation, even Rock'em Sock'em Robots. You can find us on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Start being a kid again and keep collecting those toys. moo ha 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 ha
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.